Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in the country of Germany, Canada, and Israel, and in the states of Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., and Iowa. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing you so please hearing from you so please keep sending me your questions and comments. Last month I was one of 30 renowned fine artists, shamans, spiritual and creative thought leaders, writers and musicians who were invited to participate in the Harness Your Creative Power online summit. Although the organizer is now charging people to watch my video, I have arranged to offer it free to you. I have been working in the area of creativity for over 20 years as an author, coach, and speaker, helping people discover and express their own creative gifts. In my interview, I share information that I have gained about the creative process, how people can express their authentic creativity, and how I use creativity in my coaching to help people access information in their unconscious mind and bring it into their conscious awareness. You can listen by clicking on the link on this page to Harness Your Creative Power Summit, Dr. Paula's video, or by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, and clicking on the link at the bottom of my latest blog, Unleash Your Creative Intelligence. If you have questions or comments, please let me know. Since August 24th, at the end of each show, I have been sharing the name of an archangel who is connected to the topic of the show and what their main purpose is. Archangels help us grow and learn with more ease. Since we have free will, it's important for us to call upon them and give them permission to help us. When we know their names and functions, we will know who to call upon for assistance. This does not substitute for other prayers. It's only an additional method. If we want to, we can even develop a personal relationship with them. They already know us, 
and are helping us, but because we have free will, they are limited as to how much they can help. When we give them permission to assist us, their influence in our lives becomes even stronger. And because we can learn our lessons in positive or negative ways, I always speak out louder in a whisper and say, I give you permission in a positive way only too. And then I finish the sentence by asking for what I want. This is a power powerful form of prayer. As Jonathan Goldman pointed out, even whispering the words adds to the power by increasing the vibration. Learn the name of today's Archangel and what she can do for you at the end of this show. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, your intuition, your gut feelings, your guidance. Our limitless higher self is the wiser part of ourselves, the part that knows the truth of who we are. Our logical mind is so loud, however, that it often drowns out the whisper that's trying to get to guide us on our authentic path and get our attention. As you learn to listen to the still small voice within, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. This connection gives you an inner foundation of love which eliminates fear. It is through this love that you can heal the planet and yourself and make the shift into the fourth dimension. Our higher self helps us find safety and can even save our own life and others' lives. We must train ourselves to trust our intuition and never go against our authentic self. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Be grateful. People who are grateful are happier. Manifestation is most successful from an attitude of gratitude. Start and or end each day reciting or writing the things that you are grateful for. Include what you usually take for granted, like breathing, shelter, food, seeing, hearing, etc. Last week in my Learning to Live and Think Without Fear workshop, I also spoke about the power of gratitude to remove fear and negative thoughts. All you have to do is say thank you over and over again, out loud or silently in your mind. Love is always more powerful than fear and gratitude is a profound form of love. It carries a high frequency and raises your vibration. As someone emailed me after the workshop, thank you. I enjoyed the workshop and it really helped. That She took the time to email me and thank me, filled me with gratitude. That's how we spread love. The next workshop is entitled Past Life Regression. Knowing our past lives can help us release fears and discover more about who we are and what is important to us. Past lives are often the source of confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when it is really something we 
we brought into this life from another lifetime. With my process, you will discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience your past lives with my expert guidance, learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own, heal your past, present, and future, connect deeply with your spirit and soul, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, release the negative influences from your past lives, gain new self-awareness, empowerment, and peace. We will be at the Dallas Meditation Center December 9th, and if you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, Overcoming Abuse, or Creativity as Self-Expression. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positive as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Scott Stabil, who is here to talk with us about Big Love, the Power of Living with a Wide Open Heart. In last week's show, Deborah Castellano shared how glamour Magic helps you get what you want. The word magic has often been misunderstood and associated with scary women wearing black pointy hats while stirring disgusting things into a boiling cauldron and casting even evil spells. Hollywood has done us a great disservice by creating images that keep people from investigating ideas that could help them. In fact, magic is merely a form of prayer. It can be as simple as setting your intention. When Dr. Wayne Dyer taught us about the power of intention, it became a widespread tool for manifesting what we want in life. When we say magic, people get scared. It's time we stop overreacting to certain words and start paying attention to their real meaning. The same is true for the word glamour, which brings up images of someone who only cares about their outer appearance and not their inner beauty. Glamour is actually both. It's about what makes you unique and helps you stand out in the crowd. It's about the best parts of you. Marianne Williams said, 
said that it's our light we're afraid of, not our darkness. It's time to come out of the shadows to stop hiding and allow our authentic self to come forth and shine. To listen to the show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on this topic, please listen to our shows this year on August 17th. July 13th and April 20th. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. As one listener emailed me last week, when she listens to a show more than once, the information sinks in at a deeper level and she also picks up new ideas that she had missed previously. You have easy access any time of day or night allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or need in the middle of the night or when reading, needing some hope and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Many of my clients are healing from abuse and to experience profound healing, it's necessary to work with the challenging concepts of acceptance, forgiveness, and unconditional love. One of my clients has been feeling extreme dread every time she looks at her email, wondering what terrible things her brother has emailed her this time. We've been talking about acceptance as a way to allow her brother to rant without it affecting her physically, mentally, or emotionally. If she can get to the point where she accepts that he is an abuser without wanting to change him or wanting it to be different, she can come to a place of peace within herself and respond rather than react to his verbal violence. She came to me this week with some wonderful insights. She said some people have had much worse things happen to them and they find a way to live with it and go on with their lives. That inspires me to have the courage to deal with my brother and not be overwhelmed by him. She also realized that she cannot control what he says or does, but she is in charge of how she responds to his actions and his anger. This was a real breakthrough for her. We have been removing her hidden fears and the experiences and beliefs that have kept her in so much pain. And now she's at a point where she's able to step away enough to be an observer and to think logically about her life and her circumstances. When you have a lifetime of stored up hurt and a history of wanting to be the peacemaker, facing the truth of abuse is hard. It happens later layer by layer, step by step. For those like this client who stay the course and choose love over fear, the rewards are enormous. The joy of self-empowerment and being in charge of your choices leads to peace and love and a life that unfolds with wonderment. Our guest today, Scott Stabile, knows about choosing love. He's the author of Big Love and his inspirational posts and videos have attracted a huge and devoted social media following, including over 350,000 Facebook fans and counting. His previous works include Just Love, Iris and the Little Pet 
Hospital series, Scott also wrote a feature film entitled The Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. A regular contributor to the Huffington Post, he lives in Michigan with his partner and conducts personal empowerment workshops around the world. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music and the joy of being alive. With all the violence, hurtful words, anger and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Then read about and register for my past life regression workshop, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is how can you live your life with less fear and more love? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Scott, who's here to talk with us about big love, the power of living with a wide open heart. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. be the best that you can be dr paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session dissolve hidden barriers to your goals solve your most challenging problems and unleash your inner power visit paulajoyce.com or call dr paula the life doctor at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation whether it's individual or group business or personal attain success with ease mention that you heard this on uplift your life and receive 10 percent off your first service call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141. I value you and what you have to say so please let me know what's on your mind and heart and I hope you wrote down how you can live your life with less fear and more love I'm so pleased to welcome Scott Stabile to talk with us about big love the power of living with a wide open heart welcome Scott it's truly a pleasure to have you on the show Thank you so much, Dr. Paula. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I I love um, what you're doing to help the world to see that no matter what circumstances have presented themselves in our lives, that we can always rise above it, go through it, and to create a love a life of love. <laughs> um, maybe life and love are synonymous. They're an interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes things better when they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you, you said something here. It, it, that I absolutely love. You said, I hope that my resilience helps others to see that growth and healing are possible regardless of circumstances. There are gifts in even our greatest sorrows if we're willing to acknowledge them, if we're willing to work at seeing them. It's just so profound. Would Would you talk to us a little bit about how you've come to this wisdom and how you use it. Sure. Well, I mean, a little background, I guess, for the listeners um, to, to just reference some of what I'm talking about is that, you know, I lost my parents when I was 14 years old. They were shot to death in their market in Detroit. And that was um, obviously an incredibly traumatic experience to go through at any age, um, but certainly at 14 um, that's very young to lose your parents and to lose them in such a violent way. So that, uh, you know, that set my life on a, an incredibly different trajectory than it would have gone on otherwise, I'm sure. And I, um, I found that at the time, the only way I was able to, to survive it, and I don't even think I did this consciously, but subconsciously, I just buried the experience and the pain and the grief of it all. And about once a year would cry over the loss of my parents and then bury it away again and never talk about it, you know, never reveal it to to new people in my life, shift conversations from family to other things so I didn't have to, you know, it was my biggest secret. It was the thing I kept as a biggest secret. And it was only in my early to mid-20s, around 23, when I moved to San Francisco and I, I got a job at a, a world gift slash new age gift store. And there was this really beautiful book section there. And there were all these books in the metaphysical kind of self-help spirituality world. And it, it was the first time I started to read books like that. And it was the first time I was meeting people and who were 
committed to love and peace as a goal in their lives rather than focusing on career and money and those things that we typically focus on. You know, their goal was enlightenment. Their goal was to be as loving as possible. And I was reading books with the same uh, the same subject matter and the same intentions, and I was thinking, this makes sense to me. You know, you it, it was almost like coming home to something that you you didn't know was your home. But when I was engaging with these people and reading these books, I'm like, this I get, this I can understand. If I can choose love as the guiding force in my life and make that my priority, um, let's see what happens with my life when I do that. Let's see how everything else falls into place with love as my guiding force. And it was at that same time that I really started to process my parents' death in a different way because what I what I recognized was that then I was able to allow for the grief of it. I was able to allow for the sadness that I didn't really allow for, and I was able to make space for the anger and the rage that I had never really made space for, and really just to feel, you know, because I found, what I found was that by building this wall to to really feeling the grief of losing my parents, I had put up a wall to the deepest possible connections I could have with other people. You know, walls don't ultimately serve us, and we can't really be selective about the walls we put up. If we're energetically putting up a wall to feeling, we're blocking out the light as well as the darkness. So everything changed for me in my 20s. You know, every I, I just became more open and more committed to love and more connected to love and more committed to being real with my feelings. And it set my life in a on a very different path and one that has served me beautifully. Uh, well, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think all of us bury things because we don't know how to deal with them. They're too overwhelming, especially when a child doesn't know what to do with all of that pain. So in order to survive, uh, most of us choose to bury it. Um, it and, and you chose at least to do it in a way that didn't numb you so that you were still available to take, make use of the self-help books and ideas that could help you move forward. Yes, because I'll tell you, Dr. Paul, it's only because I, I really did bury it for so long, and I'm so grateful because at 14, I didn't do anything consciously. It wasn't like I had this deep understanding that I need to put this away for now. I think subconsciously, I knew that in order to survive it, I, I have to just put it away. But when I write about the experience in Big Love, it's in, in this chapter called Dig, I'm, I'm, I reflect on how I chose to handle it as a 14-year-old or how I did handle it. But the point of that chapter really was to encourage people to, to start being more present and honest with the, the darker sides or the pain that they're carrying within them. Because only when I started to, to look at my pain honestly did I feel like I made myself available to living the fullest possible life, if that makes sense. I think that we live in a really addictive society and we're all trained to kind of numb ourselves and escape anything that doesn't feel comfortable. And so what we have is all these people in our country who are 
and, and myself included for a lot of my life, who are so afraid to feel sad or uncomfortable or blameful or whatever else we feel as human beings that we're turning to alcohol or drugs or TV or shopping or gambling or social media, you name it, we're constantly numbing and constantly escaping. And what I've learned in my life, and it's not that I still don't escape at times, but what I, we, we only realize that we're strong enough to handle the pain of our lives when we actually sit in it and when we actually allow for grief when we're feeling grief and we allow for sadness when that's what we're feeling, then we see that we can move through it. But when we don't allow for and we're always numbing, I've found that then it's controlling us. Then it has control over our actions instead of us having control over our actions, if that makes sense. Uh, it absolutely does, and the um, you know came to mind the one of the uh, addictions that you didn't mention are drugs that are prescribed to us that cause us to numb. So if you have anxiety, here's a pill. If you have depression, here's a pill, uh, and those numb us too. They don't deal allow they block the feelings as opposed to allowing us to feel them and truly heal well you know as far as i'm i'm certainly not a doctor and i i know i have friends in my life who who are dealing with anxiety and depression who are not on medication and i have other friends who are and who swear by the medication they take and i look i really believe it's not for me to say what a person, what choices a person needs to make in their lives to handle what it is they're going through. At the same time, I think we're, it's, it's always valuable to consider um, how to be present with whatever we're feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's always, it's always worthwhile because only when we're, when we're in presence do we see like, hey, I'm stronger than I realized I was. I'm more resilient than I realized I was. And I think if for some people that, that, that also means that they find, you know, relief in medication, that's a choice for them to make. Um, and others who don't, that's a choice for them to make. But I do think that um, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You know, that's part of this, this, part of this reality. And I love what you were saying when you were speaking in the first part of your show um, because in terms of looking at the choices we can make in our lives that stand to serve greater happiness and greater meaning, and you were speaking about gratitude and the power of gratitude, and I really don't think that can be, can be underestimated. There's so much power in being present in gratitude and remembering to be grateful. And as you were saying, for the simple things, the fact that we're breathing right now, the fact that you and I are having this conversation right now is something to be grateful for. And when I when I'm present in gratitude, what I've realized is that it doesn't really allow for self pity. It doesn't allow for presence and negativity in those moments when we're actually really taking the time to just settle into all the reasons to be grateful in our lives. That's a powerful, powerful practice. So I love that you were speaking about that earlier. Uh, thank you. I, I, yes, and it helped to transform my life. In fact, when I was having trouble getting out of bed, it was gratitude that got me 
um, moving again and got me into um, the life that I'm living now. And it was an opening to really see the all the wonderful things in my life and to learn to focus on them, not to ignore the others, but then it gave me enough strength and enough positive energy then to be able to look at the things that weren't working right and that then I could change. Absolutely. And, and that's always a choice. You know, I, I really, in the, the work I'm trying to do both in my writing and speaking, I'm really not, I don't, I'm not one of those metaphysical types who believes that there's, it's not real to be positive all the time. Sometimes life is really hard and difficult. And, you know, if we lose a loved one or our heart is broken, I don't think we need to force happiness in those moments or to even try to, because you can't really force it. I think it, that we have to be real with what's going on. At the same time, I absolutely believe that it's not real to be negative all the time either, and that we can always be conscious of how we're approaching different circumstances in our lives. And if our, my mind, and I know I'm not alone in this, it goes so naturally to self-abuse and negativity, like human beings don't have to work at being negative. <laughs> you know, we don't have to work at seeing what's wrong with the situation. That's like a go-to response for the human mind. What takes the work is actually recognizing, well, wait a minute, why don't I at least spend at least 50% of my energy considering the positives in this situation? If I'm going to give this much energy to negative, at least give as much energy to the positives, at least give as much energy to gratitude in my life. And just see how your life changes once you start doing that. And I've found that that becomes more habitual when you, when you, when you start waking up and instead of, you know, I wake up, I've woken up often with dread about the day ahead. And I try to be more conscious when I wake up now to at least go through a handful of things I feel grateful for immediately, just to start my day, just to set the day off with gratitude in my heart. And when I'm going to bed, remember to consider the things over the course of the day or in my life in this moment that I feel grateful for, because no matter what's happening in your life, there's always a list of things to be grateful for. You know, the, the first and foremost being you are still breathing. You know, if you're thinking you're still alive and you're still breathing, and that's something to be grateful for. Uh, absolutely. And we take those for granted as opposed to giving them uh, their due, that it really is a gift, and, and we are grateful for it. And so even to be able to feel sorrow is a gift. Not, I mean, there are people who can't even feel. And so to, to even to be able to feel true sorrow and cry can be a gift. I, I'm wondering, too, because, uh, again, quoting you, there are gifts even in our greatest sorrows. Where did you find the gifts in the death, in the murders of your parents? You know, in a, in a couple places. I mean, obvious, I, I certainly would never look at their murder as a gift. You know, I'm not grateful they were murdered in any way, but I do see the the two two really big gifts that came from having to live through that experience one is that i feel like i'm a much more compassionate and empathetic person um having lost my parents the way i did you know that's one of the great gifts i think of sadness and of loss is that 
we can connect in a much deeper way with others who are going through loss, who, who are dealing with their own grief and sadness. And without having experienced, you know, such a traumatic loss, I wouldn't be able to connect in the same way that I'm able to. So I do look at that as a, as a great gift in my life. And the other has been around forgiveness, because when I came to the place of being able to forgive the man who murdered my parents, which only happened through empathy, which it, it only happened after I started to consider his humanity and imagine what his life might have been like to get to the point of making a choice to take other people's lives, to, to recognize that no person who's operating with any sense of self-love or self-worth or being seen in this world or, or anything could ever make that choice. And that, you know, I could never imagine killing somebody, but I certainly have felt really unloved and really lost and really angry. And I've, I felt all these things that I imagined he must have felt on some level. And it was when I started to connect with him from that place that I noticed when I would think about him, it was through this lens of forgiveness. You know, it was with compassion and it was with forgiveness and it was with love. And that for me is re- truly one of the greatest gifts of of having lost my parents was seeing this this experience that most people view as unforgivable, his actions, and seeing I was able to to find forgiveness there. And and because I was, I recognized that, you know what, I can find forgiveness anywhere. And forgiveness for me is one of love's mandates. You know, I don't see things as unforgivable anymore in my life. And that's been a really big gift. Because forgiveness is freedom, I found. Like if I'm if I'm locked in blame and I'm unwilling to forgive, for me that's been one of the more toxic, debilitating things for me in my life to feel that. And I think we all know that feeling. So when I've when I come to forgiveness, no matter what, it's like ten thousand pounds being lifted off my shoulders. It it is freedom and it is love. So that's a huge gift. Uh, I agree with you 100% and have gone through um, not the murder of family members, but I've gone through abuse uh, from childhood um, through and through marriage and, and chose to leave eventually and then chose to um, find the gifts like you're talking about of compassion, empathy, forgiveness, unconditional love, because the the anger and the pain uh, and the blame and the um, terrible thoughts and feelings that were locked in before I came to those feelings of compassion and empathy and forgiveness were hurting me. They were making me sick physically, mentally, and emotionally and, and overshadowed my life. Yes. And uh, absolutely a hundred percent. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, however we find our way to forgiveness is fine. And if, and and if people, and I think we all know that it, it is debilitating to ourselves, to live in that state of unforgiveness, as you're talking about. And in some ways, you know, people always say to me, I can't believe you were able to forgive the man who murdered your parents. And and yes, it took time and it was a big thing. But in some ways, what you went through 
through my eyes, is even more difficult because it feels more personal. You know, I didn't feel personally attacked by what that man did to my parents, um, even though it was horrible. But I, uh, you know, people who are who are who have suffered abuse, and 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 what you're speaking to, is um, it takes hard work to get to a place of forgiveness, no matter what. But I do, in my experience, and I don't know, maybe this was your experience too. It's it's empathy. I think that ultimately gets us there only when we can really look at that person who's created great harm in our lives through the lens of humanity and just imagine what it might have been like to walk in their shoes and what their struggle might have been like to get them to the place of doing such horrible things. I have found that that's that's the path that that gets us there eventually. I don't know if that was your experience too. Um, It was part of it. There were really a number of things. And I think this is a, a good thing to pick up with when we come back after break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. You're listening to the commercials. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down who you're willing to forgive. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Scott Scott Stabile, who's here to talk with us about Big Love, the power of loving with a wide open heart. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down who you're willing to forgive. And I'm so grateful to be here talking with Scott Stabile about big love, the power of living with a wide open heart. And Scott, um, you asked me what helped me get to a point of forgiveness. And yes, compassion and empathy did help. Um, And it also developing self-love helped me. And discovering that being me, I wouldn't be me if I didn't have everything in my life that happened to me. And then I had choices about how to respond to it. And once I, you know, felt like I like me, then no, I can't give up those, those things, all of them. Yeah. That's a beautiful point. I love how you, you phrase that. Absolutely. Um, And, and so, yes, it's like, okay. And, and as you said, making one step in one area then gives you a a way of living your entire life because then forgiveness becomes easier, acceptance becomes easier, compassion becomes easier, um, empathy becomes easier, and it becomes easier to shift out of a negative mood or a negative thought because if we've done it with some of the most... um, challenging and um, uh, uh, things that that if we had planned a life, maybe we wouldn't have chosen, except that I do believe I planned my life and that I did choose this. <laughs> you chose <That's>, it all. <laughs> right. That's another thing. Who am I going to be angry with if I chose this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that point, though. I think that's one of the great gifts of life, honestly, is that you know, when we're, when we're working on our growth and working on our healing, you know, there, it can feel so overwhelming because we can look at all the areas in our lives. It's like, oh my gosh, I can be so jealous and so envious and so blameful and so judgmental and so impatient. And it can feel really overwhelming when we look at all these areas that, that seemingly need work. But what I found time and time again is that one of the ways life is most generous is that any energy you're putting into your healing is benefiting all of the other elements of your healing. So as you said, if you're working on forgiveness, you're automatically working on everything else in your life. Like it's all going into the same bank of of growth and healing. You know, it's all being supported by the same energy of love. 
and uh, I and I love that because I found sometimes that I've I've been provoked by something and I'm, you know, I'm doing this work and I'm trying to, you know, make sense of something in my life and I eventually get to the other side of it and I find that something that was completely unrelated that was something that would typically bother me completely doesn't bother me anymore. But it isn't because I was consciously working on that thing. It just happened to be one of the side benefits of working on the first thing, you know. So I, I just, I encourage people so much to, as much as they can, bring awareness to to themselves and to those moments when they're operating outside of the energy of love. And to ask the question, you know, what does love invite me to do right now? And to recognize, like, look, we're human beings. I certainly am not loving all the time. I'm as big a jerk as, as anyone. Well, maybe not as anyone, but I'm a big jerk. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I can think of bigger jerks for sure, but um, you know. But the point is, we're all human, and we're all going through the human experience. And it's still always worthwhile to ask that question: You know, what does love invite in this moment? How is love inviting me to respond to this moment? Because the more often we center ourselves in that energy, the more likely we are to show up to our lives and to our relationships and to the world in general in a much clearer, more compassionate and kind way. And I think you would agree, like, our world needs kindness and empathy and compassion as much as ever right now. And though we can't take responsibility for how others are choosing to show up or how others respond to us, we can absolutely take responsibility for how much kindness and compassion and authenticity we're bringing to the world. And it makes a difference. You know, it impacts things powerfully. I, yes, I agree 100%. And in fact, that was going to be my next question. I was just going to take the conversation in that direction when you did. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> We're tuned into each other. <laughs> yes. And, and as we clear more of the negativity, the anger, the hatred, the all the things that make us human, but that we want to change and create more love within ourselves that changes our energy and therefore just being in the world, even passing someone on the street, we affect them because we now have a lighter energy, a higher vibration, a higher frequency. Changing on the inside changes everything, even just when we're in a room. Absolutely. You know, and people people write to me a lot about, you know, the state of the world and feeling powerless within it all because there's there's so much darkness and so much violence and there's so much globally that's out of our control. And I certainly know that I feel in moments uh, I, I, I'm without my hope that I normally carry and I feel overwhelmed and I feel powerless in moments too. And then I remind myself that, no, I can't, I have no impact on whether, you know, we go to war with North Korea or this person's battling that person or what, what's happening in that way. But I am not powerless. None of us is powerless because so much power lives 
in our kindness. So much power lives in our compassion. I mean, yes, we can't make a difference globally necessarily, but every time we leave our homes, every time we walk out into our communities and engage with our neighbors with an open heart and with kindness, we are making a difference. It's like you said, we we know what it's like to be impacted by another person's kindness. So naturally, every time we're entering the world with our open heart and with a, you know, a smile on our face and with, with service in mind, we're impacting others in the same way, and that's where our power lives. And I don't think that we can underestimate that. And I know when I'm feeling the most hopeless or discouraged by what's happening in the world, I remind myself, just go be of service in some way. And that doesn't, you know, go volunteer if you want to volunteer, but be, being of service can mean, you know, doing a Facebook Live video and reminding people that they are beautiful. You know, posting something really positive and uplifting on your social media feed. Going, calling a friend who, and seeing if they need help with their move or if they need a babysitter or just putting yourself out there in a way that is designed to connect and serve others. And then you see that we are all powerful. We are always powerful, you know, in what we have to give. Exactly. And we're at the end of this portion of the show. And I love what you just said. It's so powerful. And I want to add, we can influence globally through all the things that you said. We're doing it right now because we have listeners all over the world and they then spread more light and more love through what you're doing. The books that you read, people uh, all over the world can pick them up. So we do make a difference and that's what will last is the love that we spread. It all comes back to that. Thank you so much, Scott. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Paula. This has been wonderful. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, And I hope that you will all go to www.scottstabile.com, C-O-S-C-O-T-T-S-T-A-B-I-L-E, and or go to his Facebook page, Scott Frank Stabile. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to paulajoyce.com and like us on Facebook. Then read my latest blog and go to my store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor a, an experiential workshop where you are, such as overcoming abuse, 21 steps for healing the body, finding the silver linings. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you 
remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Shekinah, who works with me and my clients and wants to help you too. She's the Archangel of Gratitude and will help you feel more grateful. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Shekinah, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me see all the things that I have to be grateful for. Ask for her help when you wake up, go to sleep, and when you need to change your mood and find the blessings in your life. There's always something to be grateful for, and she can help you find it. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she's helping you become more grateful because she is. Please join us next Thursday when Rabbi Ilana Zaman will be with us to talk about writing the forever letter, The Ethical Will, and on November 9th when Nisha Keel will be with us on discovering the healer within. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.